Welcome to the Focus Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that it inspires you and gives you a fresh perspective. Enjoy the sermon. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. Hope you're having a good time today. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face. So there's a difference between prayer and seeking the face of God. There's dimensions to this thing. I want you to know there's levels to this. Uh, the kids say there's levels to this thing. There is levels to this thing. Because I don't want my kids learning how to pray for their meals. I want my kids learning how to pray for miracles. There's levels to this thing. Some of you grew up, you, you know how to pray over your meal, but do you know how to pray over a miracle? There are levels to this thing. And in 2024, I want my prayer life to increase. I want the temperature, the heat to go up and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. If you were, if I was giving a preaching class, there are three steps right there in that one line. You need to pray, then you need to seek his face, and you need to repent from your wicked ways. There's three points in a poem right there. You need to pray, then you need to intercede, and you need to repent. What happens if you do those things? Then I will hear from heaven. How do we get the ear of God? We pray, we seek his face, and we turn from our wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin. And what will I do? I will heal their land. He won't even, he won't just forgive your sin. Everywhere you put your foot, we'll see the power of God. Every piece of property you step on, everywhere your foot goes, everywhere you drive your car, not only is healing for you, but it's for the things that surround you. I don't know what you're stepping into in 2024, but I'm interested in stepping into praying, seeking the face of God, turning from my wicked ways, and getting the ear and the intention of God so that he can heal our land. Let's pray. Father, we love your word. It's a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. It's no coincidence that we're here today. It's not an accident that we're here today. We're, we're, starting, we're starting the new year off right by ending the, first, the year that we're in uh, well, by being in church. We just pray your blessing over our people and over our time together. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. I, I'd like to quickly teach uh, very quickly about five components of prayer. That's not my sermon. I'm going to give you to these quickly, and then I'm just going to go over the one that I think is the most important for this day. Is that all right with you? All right. You ready to learn? Hope you came ready to be. We're a Bible church here. This isn't just a comedian. This isn't just a motivational speech. This isn't just some dude in cowboy boots and Lululemon jacket that I got from my mother-in-law. Come on, somebody. She left the price tag on it too. I know it's nice. Uh, you don't even have to tell me. I already know. <laughs> it's from Lulu. You go to that Lulu store, you have to take a mortgage out. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Five, five components of prayer. Number one, the priority of prayer. It needs to be a priority in your life. I wrote this down in my notes about the priority of prayer. Prayer should always be our first response and never our last resort. Let me say that one more time. Prayer should always be our first response and never our last resort. Don't wait to pray about it. Don't wait to pray about it. Prayer should always be our first response and never. It, there's no better time to get into prayer than right now. Don't wait till you get into the valley to start praying. <laughs> Don't wait until things get bad. Don't wait till you only get one phone call to start praying. 
You need to start praying before that. Become a person of prayer, a lifestyle of prayer. So there's the priority of prayer. Uh, they all start with P in case you're wondering. It's a rule. It's a preacher rule. It's got it. So number one, the priority of prayer, which we're going to talk about in detail today. Number two, the place of prayer. You need to have a place. You need to have a, 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 a chair, a, a recliner, a, a, a rocking chair, a, a place, a war room in your, in your closet. I, I, don't know, I don't know where you pray. I got a place where I come to pray. On Saturday nights, I sneak in here and I pray right over there on that little side. I have a, another little chair in my office. That's my place of prayer. We got a little uh, room with some windows. The sun comes in real nice in our house and I, that's my place of prayer. You better find yourself a place of prayer. Every single day as I take my kids to school, school. Uh, we make one turn onto a certain road and I reach over and that's where I, st- that's our place of prayer as I drop them off before they go into the lion's den, which is the world. That's the place of prayer. Number three, the plan of prayer. You know, you could have a, a, a systematic way to give God praise and thanks and adoration, then ask for forgiveness and repent, and then bring supplication to the Lord. You don't need to just kind of randomly pray, but instead you can have a plan, a strategic goal to see the heavens open up and, and see, the, see a portal from heaven open over your life. The fourth one is the power of prayer. I want you to know that prayer changes things. It's not just a game we play at this church. It's not just protocol or tradition. There's power in prayer. That's why we believe in praying as a church. That's why there are people who I see when I come in here who got here before you did, and they pray over every seat. There's not a seat that you're sitting in today that hasn't been prayed over. Why? Because we believe the power of prayer can transform your life. And then finally, fifth, is the persons of prayer. We believe that there's, there's something about the person of the Holy Spirit. There's something about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There's something about the the person that Jesus left us as an advocate that allows us to intercede. And sometimes that takes us into another dimension in our spiritual walk where we don't stay at the same place of maturity, but instead we get baptized in the Holy Spirit. The person of the Holy Spirit has a place in our prayer life. And if you are taking notes today, those are the five components of prayer And today I want to talk to you about the first one, the priority of prayer. The priority of prayer. See, prayers that go unanswered are simply the ones that go unasked. (laughs) You got to start to ask God for big things in 2024. Some of you, you're you're getting what you pray for. (laughs) Some people say you get what you pay for. I say you get what you pray for. You don't get what you pay for. You get what you pray for. And you need to step into 2024 really believing God that he's going to do miraculous things. Really believing God that you're going to overcome that addiction. Really believing God that he's going to bring breakthrough in your marriage. Really believing God that that child who's been away from the faith for a long time is really going to come back to know the Lord. You, You need to really start to pray big prayers. I'm believing God for big things for this church. I'm believing God that we're going to see a campus within 15 minutes drive of everyone in Raleigh. I'm believing God for those things. Have I seen it yet? Not yet, but I'm going to pray for it because prayers that go unanswered are most of the time the ones that go unasked. Well, what is prayer? If you're new here, maybe new to the faith, maybe you're curious, what is prayer? Prayer is communication with God. How awesome is that? That we get to speak to an almighty God. That we get to come before the throne room of God and communicate with him. Well, what is communication? Well, there is no relationship without communication. We just celebrated 17 years married. 
Come on, somebody. 17 years married. We've been together for a long time since we were in middle school. And uh, imagine if I had only talked to her on our wedding day. Imagine. Imagine if it had been 17 years since I had spoken a word to my wife. It wouldn't take a therapist to tell us that there's a breach in communication. Something's not right if you don't talk. Sometimes, uh, you know, you get the cold shoulder or the silent treatment, but you know, you know, it don't last for very long. Us guys, we know a way to get back in good graces. You know, we start doing the dishes, we start taking the trash out, we plug in the vacuum cleaner. We're trying to reestablish communication. You know what I'm saying? Some of you need to reestablish communication with God. Your prayer life is at an all-time low, and you need to increase the communication with God because it is with communication that actually improves your relationship. You want a better relationship with God? You need a better prayer life. You want a better relationship with anyone on this earth? You need to have better communication. It's, it's, I, I don't want us to, to just be fans of Jesus. I want to be followers of Jesus. You know, it's like the, the Taylor Swift craze right now it's pretty pretty crazy but you don't know taylor swift you don't know her okay all right all right well, another a scandal p diddy in a scandal right now all right you don't know p diddy okay you don't know taylor swift you know about p diddy you know about taylor swift you don't know p diddy you don't know taylor swift see some of you you know about god so you know what to post? <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know the verse of the day when it comes up on your app? You know about God, but do you know God? See, see, yeah. you know about God, but do you know? I met a lot of Christians. They're really good at knowing about God, but do they really know God? My Bible says that I have access to him. I can come boldly to the throne room of God. I don't just have to know about God. I can know God. And the great thing about our God is not only can I know him, but he already knows me. I'm preaching this morning. So I don't need to go to TMZ or World Star. I don't need to go to those places to have third-party information about God. I can know God. That's why he doesn't need fans. He needs followers. He wants people that will communicate with him. He wants, the, he wants a relationship with you. Uh, I, I, Charles Spurgeon, the great preacher, he said it this way. He said, I would rather teach one man to pray than ten men to preach. If I can increase the prayer level of this church, I don't think there's a building big enough in Raleigh to hold what he wants to do through this house. Jesus says, my house shall be called a house of prayer, not a den of thieves. And so I want my house. I want this house. I'm not responsible for all the other churches. I'm responsible for this one. And I want this one to become a house of prayer. If we get our priorities wrong, we, we, we worry about getting people all plugged in, but they don't got a prayer life. But your greatest ministry will be your prayer life. Your greatest ministry will be your prayer life. And I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you over the next 21 days to diminish your screen time and increase your intensity in how you communicate with God. Prayer is the lifeline of every believer. If you're not praying, then you're out of communication with God. 
And we're going to look at a passage today in Luke chapter 11 that teaches us about the power of prayer. Jesus is actually teaching on prayer. I don't know if there's anybody better to learn from than Jesus himself. Luke chapter 11. It says this, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. <laughs> Notice he has a place of prayer. You got to have a place of prayer. And when, when, he, when he's praying, I think it's important to note that if Jesus is praying, <laughs> the word of God became flesh dwelt among us, the bread of life, the river that never runs dry, El Shaddai, Elohim, Alpha Omega, the one who became flesh and dwelt, he's praying. And you're trying to tell me you don't need to pray? If Jesus is praying, it's important to understand, anything Jesus does, we should do. <laughs> Guess who was baptized? <laughs> If Jesus was baptized, you should probably be baptized. <laughs> if Jesus was praying, you should probably pray. You should probably pray. He understood that it was communication with his father. Look what happens. As he was praying, he, when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Just as John taught his disciples. Uh, they were raised up in a very religious culture. These, these kids had probably memorized the first five books of the Bible and and the, the problem is they had seen prayer through religious eyes, not through relational eyes. Many of you have seen prayer through religious eyes and never through relational eyes. That's why you think that you can only pray if you come to the altar. Or the only way that you can be healed or experience breakthrough is if someone that's on staff at a church with a title lays their hands on you. But that's religion, not relationship. So I'm, you know... They're, they're, he teaches them the Lord's Prayer, but it's not, the Lord's Prayer is not what to say, it's how to pray. Uh, I, I got to repeat that again, because some of you think the Lord's Prayer is what you should repeat. Maybe if you came out of a, a culture with a tradition of saying the Lord's Prayer over and over again, Jesus is basically giving them a list or a rhythm of prayer, but not the exact words. He's saying, he, he, he's, you know, I'm not going to teach on, on the Lord's Prayer, but he's basically saying, Our Father who out in heaven. Basically, start with giving him praise. Hallowed be thy name. You know? Then surrender to his will. Then, then forgive others who owe you. Like, there's a systematic way. And I'm not going to teach that today, but in the coming weeks, we're going to learn that system, systematic way. But I want to talk to you about the priority of prayer. Now he gives us a passage in the next verses. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend. Because he didn't want to just teach him what to say. He wanted to teach him how to pray. Suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine is on a journey, has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose one of, on the one on the inside, don't bother me. The door is already locked. And my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I t this is before DoorDash or Instacart. <laughs> Y'all remember the days where you used to go to your neighbor for eggs? You used to go to your neighbor for butter? Used to go to your neighbor. That, that, that was old school. These days, you just from your phone in 15 minutes at any time. I tell you, even though he will, I can't get up and give you verse eight. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity. I love that word. What is prayer? What is intercession? 
What should your prayer life be described as? Shameless audacity. He will surely get up and give you as much as you need. How do I wake up God's will for my life? Shameless audacity until the door opens. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you for everyone who asks. Everyone who asks receives. And the one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be open. Who I feel the... Mm. I feel the Lord in that this year. I feel the Lord increasing our desire for the things of God in 2024. I feel the Lord, Lord tur tur turning up the heat in our prayer lives. I feel the Lord calls, calling us to no longer play casual games with our relationship with him. See, it's the size of our prayers that display the size of the faith we have in our God. I'm believing God for big things in your life. I'm believing God for you to have an audacious, obnoxious prayer life. For people to say, dude, relax, we're at McDonald's. <laughs> I, I, I'm praying that, that while you're on the treadmill at, at Planet Fitness from January 1 to January 3, <laughs> that you would just, I'm only preaching to myself, don't get offended. Too many new cameras up in this mug. I got to do something. They be upgrading these cameras. I got to upgrade my life. Come on, somebody. My prayer is that people would tell you your prayer life is audacious. What is audacity? It's the lack of sensitivity to what is proper. Let me say that one more time. It should be on the screen. Audacity is a lack of sensitivity to what is proper. Well, we just don't do that in this church. <laughs> you're going to get what you pray for. If you don't have an audacious prayer life, believing God for big things in your business, believing God for big things in your family, believing God for big things in your finance. If you don't have a, a, a somehow lack of sense, don't just come to him in a proper way. I only pray on the, on the third Sunday of the month. It is prayer Sunday. No, 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 no. I can go to God whenever I need him. And I could go to whoever seeks will find. Whoever asks, whoever knocks the door will be open to them. Audacity is, the careless, is careless about the opinion of others. Shameless and boldness. Mm. I remember one time I was in the American Airlines lounge with one of my kids. I forget which one. And uh, in the lounge, everything is... They say it's free. It's not free. I paid the airline tickets enough to gain the status to get into the lounge. So nothing is free, okay? Nothing in life is free. But it's unlimited once you get in, all right? And I kept trying to convince him, go back for more popcorn. Like, no, no, I don't want to go. Like, go back for more popcorn. No, no, no. I, I, my, their cup was empty. I was like, go back for more. And they come back with just a little bit of popcorn. I said, go back, fill that cup up. <laughs> I was trying to, trying to tell them that we already have access. That popcorn's ours. That popcorn don't belong to them. It's, it might be behind the counter, but I paid for that popcorn. That, that healing 
It's you, you are, you're praying for that already. That deliverance, you, it's yours already. You got to learn to live a life that is so full of faith and so full of, of boldness and shameless audacity that you declare and decree over every area of your life that it gets in alignment with God's perfect and pleasing will for your life. I don't know who I'm preaching to today, but that's your popcorn. I don't know who I'm preaching to today, but you got to pray bigger prayers in 2024. Don't get so cute with it. Get audacious with it. Get shameless with it. Don't be so proper. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. That will be your house. That will be your car. They will come back. I'm talking about declaring and decreeing that which already belongs to you by faith. Your faith is weak sometimes. We don't serve a bare minimum God. Pressed down, shaken together, running over with room for more. Doesn't mean that you don't need to be disciplined. It doesn't mean that you just start blabbing and grabbing and naming and claiming. What it means is that you get strategic with how you commune with God. Boldness always precedes breakthrough. I'm going to knock until he brings me some bread. I'm gonna knock. My friend came over. I didn't know he was coming over, and I don't got no bread to give him. I'm going to knock until I get the breakthrough. I'm going to be bold enough to say we will build that church in the front of 7,000 Destiny Drive, and no weapon formed against me shall prosper. See, here's what I've learned. I, I, I love it. This, I love what Mark Batterson says. He says, bold prayers honor God and God honors bold prayers. Look at this. He said, God isn't offended by your biggest dreams or your boldest prayers. He's offended by anything less. If your prayers aren't impossible to you, they're insulting to God. One more time. If your prayers aren't impossible to you, they are insulting to God. Is this not building your faith today? Our lack of prayer results in a lack of power. If you don't pray, there's no power. You wonder why you go to a church service, you don't feel nothing? There was no intercessory team there beforehand. There was no pastor praying in the back room. There was no oil flowing at the altar. You want to know why some churches lack power? It's because they lack prayer. Mm. Mm. Luke 11, 5 says, suppose you have a friend and you go to him at, at midnight, at midnight, really, really quickly. Number one, even at my darkest, I pray first. Even at my darkest, I pray first. Aren't you, aren't you grateful that you can pray first today. Yes. I don't have to wait till it gets code red. You've been getting those Amber Alerts this past couple of days. I feel bad for the situation. This isn't me being insensitive to the situation. I'm just saying uh, your prayer life doesn't need to have an Amber Alert. Doesn't need to be so bad that you start notifying everyone whenever it gets to a certain level. But when you constantly commune with God then you, it's your first response and not your last resort. So at midnight, pray first. When it's dark, pray first. Uh, I, we have darkness in our world. It's midnight right now in America. We need to pray first. It's dark right now. We need to pray 
If your relationships are not going, pray first. If, if the addiction keeps coming back to you, pray first. If you, if you had to, to, to go through a hard season in 2023, pray first. I want to challenge you in those moments, in the dark times of life, to pray first. Even when it seems like nothing is going in the dark times, pray first. It says in Proverbs, it says in Proverbs 23, <clears throat> 29, 23, that pride brings a person's low, but a lowly spirit can gain honor, can gain honor. Here's why Proverbs says that pride brings a, a person low, because when you get low at times, here's what, here's what ends up happening. You start to realize that God is your source. When life humble, has life ever humbled you before? You're like, I thought this was going to work out. I went all in. I, I went all in with Bitcoin. We sold everything. <laughs> S&P 500 been faithful steady for many, many years, but I got Bitcoin. I got Dogecoin. What happens? Brings you low. You realize that you got to pray first. C.S. Lewis said it this way. A proud man is always looking down on things and people. And of course, as long as you're looking down, you can't see anything that is above you. 2024 is a year where you start looking up. I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the maker of heaven and earth, the one that does not slumber, the one that does not sleep. So no matter how dark it is in your life right now, you're one prayer away from accessing the throne room of God. I want you to know that in your dark moments, God is with you. Reach out to God. Here, here's what you can do. They all start with the letter R. I got a lot of content today. I, ha I haven't preached in a couple of weeks. It's all been Christmas stuff, you know. I, you know, so I got like eight sermons. There's only one service today. You're trapped. I'm just kidding. We can just stay here till 10 p.m. Just flow, flow into the night of worship. You need to reach out to God, run to rest in God. You need to rely on God and then request from God. Let me say that one more time. It won't be on the screen. Reach out to God, run to God, rest in God, rely on God and request from God. You need to reach, run, rest, rely, request. Am I helping anybody today? Okay. Luke 11, five through eight. Suppose you have a friend, you go to him at midnight. So in the dark times, I pray for first. Friend, 10... Lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. The second observation, first observation is when it's dark, I pray first. Second observation is when I'm hungry, I pray first. Spiritual appetite is so important that when you lack bread, you pray first. That you learn where your source comes from. That you learn that God is going to be the priority in your life no matter how hungry you get for anything else. I am hungry for God. I'm hungry for God. I'm not gonna worry first. I'm not gonna panic first. I'm not gonna avoid confrontation first. I'm not going to fear. I'm not gonna Google it first. I'm gonna pray first. God, what are you saying in this moment? I'm hungry and desperate for you. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Don't worry about anything, church. It's going to be okay in 2024. Don't worry. Let, me, let me say this to you at the South location. Don't you worry about anything. Don't you worry. Just pray about it. Don't worry about it. Pray about it. Don't, don't be anxious about it. Pray about it. <laughs> 
Don't, 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 get, don't post about it. Pray about it. Don't Google about it. Pray. About it. Am I helping anybody? I know, I know it seems simple, but some of you worry first and pray last. Some of you post first and pray last. I met you. If you're sick, pray about it. If you're broke, pray about it. If you're angry, pray about it. Faith doesn't ignore the facts. It just ignores the power of the facts when you pray. Say it one more time. Faith doesn't ignore the facts. It just ignores the power of the facts over the hand of God. Mm. Verse 7. Suppose one on the one on the inside, don't bother me, the door is already locked. And my children are, and I are in bed. Praise God for that. When you get your kids to sleep, come on, somebody. My kids are old now. They, they, they put me to bed. And I'm like, good night. It's 830. And they're like, good night, Dad. When you have teenagers, essentially, it's just asking the question every morning, who stole my phone charger? Woke up this morning to a dead watch. Where's my watch charger? Oh, I unplugged it. I had it woven through the nightstand and zip tied. I had made it Fort Knox inability. You could not, you could not get to my, my watch charger, but she took it. So. Okay. And I tell you, even though uh, the piano player can return at all of our locations, I got to go. Uh, and I tell you, even though uh, that he will not get up and give you the bread because uh, uh, of friendship, Yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. When God, number three, when God seems distant, I pray first. I pray first. When it's dark, when I'm hungry, and when he's far off, I pray first. It, it, it's interesting because I'm going to pray big prayers on doors that I believe are shut. This teaching from Jesus justifies your ability and your desire to pray for things that seem like they're shut. If there are things in your life that you have canceled and forgotten and have basically discarded, don't stop knocking. Don't stop knocking. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop until I see breakthrough. I'm not going to stop until I, I, I hear the, the, the man wake up from his bed and get, go to his kitchen and get some bread. Because I need that bread. I, I, need, I am going to ask, I'm going to seek, and I'm going to knock. Even when it's dark, even when I'm hungry, and even when I'm distant. If it feels like God hasn't spoken to you this year, the year's not over yet. <laughs> You're one prayer away from hearing the voice of God. What do you got to do? You got to start praying. Let me get practical with you today. You have to start creating a pattern of prayer. You can't just expect God to show up out of the blue. You need to begin to cultivate a relationship with him. Find yourself a place of prayer. This is the priority of prayer. We pray first. Find yourself a, 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 the power of prayer. Find yourself... Don't be embarrassed about your prayer life. If you need to excuse yourself from the lunch room or if you need to excuse yourself from the break room and you need to go to a, a, your, your car and you need to turn on some worship music, you need to find yourself in an atmosphere that allows God to speak to you. 
Some of you need to fast. We don't hear about this talked about very much in the church anymore, but there's a spiritual discipline called fasting. This is abstaining from food. Fasting is about abstaining from food. I know you say, I'm fasting social media. That's not a biblical fast. They didn't have TikTok. It's not much of a sacrifice to, sacri- to sacrifice social media. For some of you, that would be a, a good practice, but it might not be fasting. Right? Here's what fasting does. Fasting disconnects me from the world, and it reconnects me with the reality of God. So maybe it is social media for you. I wouldn't call it a fast. You just say, I'm taking some time away. I'm trying to diminish my screen time. Should be good for you. But the reality is that God's not far. He's not distant. He's one prayer away. I wanna pray. I wanna be a person of prayer. I want my children to be raised in a house that's covered in prayer. I want them to hear me pray in my prayer language. I want them to see me pray with Ashton. I want them to to experience a family that prays together. I don't want a day to go by where my children don't see me pray. And I don't pray as a a boast to them. I pray as an example to them. They don't need a motto to say. They need a model to follow. Your children aren't looking for you to recite something and learn how to say something. They're not going to do what you say. They're going to do what they see. So we need to, to pray over the next 21 days. You're going to see content come through your email inbox and videos on social media. And every Sunday we're going to gather together. We're just going to really commit ourselves to believing God for big things this year. At all of our locations, we're going to believe for breakthrough this year. We're going to have big faith this year. Is your faith high? Is your faith strong? I believe that, that tonight at midnight, something is going to shift in the atmosphere. It always does. There's nothing really... Uh, significant about another day tomorrow is just going to be Monday. But if, if your temperature gets turned up, if your heart gets realigned and refreshed to the things of God, things can change no matter what day it is, no matter what day it is. There are three levels of faith that are at play here today. Level one, I trust that God can. I trust that God can. That's a, that's a, 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 a ground level way of believing God. I trust that God can. I trust that God can. Then the, the second level is I trust that God will. Some of you got big faith. God will heal me. God will heal my, my parents. God will restore that broken relationship. God will. But there's a third level. The third level of faith is I trust even if God doesn't. I've met a lot of people when God doesn't come through for them on the timeline that they prayed about, they end up departing from the faith or deconstructing their relationship with God. That's not how it works. I trust God even if he doesn't. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said this. They were, they, were, they, were, they were standing while everyone else was bowing. Everyone else had bowed to the government mandate, had bowed to the cultural norm, had bowed to the idol worship. Everyone else was doing what everyone else, and they were getting told, just do what everyone else. Why are you doing this? You're, you're risking so much. And they said, our God will rescue us. And then they added this line, full of faith. They believed God so much that though they were thrown into the fiery furnace, they said, 
even if he does it. My faith in God is not contingent on what he does. My faith in God is contingent on what he did through Jesus on the cross. So I'm not believing him for something in the future. I'm believing him because of what he did in the past. Jesus is enough for me to trust him. Jesus dying on the cross is enough. So I trust him even if he doesn't come through because he took me from the miry clay and he set my feet on solid rock I don't know where you came from but I was dead in my sins I was broken I was wicked I was wretched but while I was still a sinner Christ died for me I trust him because he sent his son to die for me I don't need him to give me another thing he gave me the greatest gift which is salvation Stand to your feet at all of our locations. We're going to take some time and we're going to pray. We're just going to pray right now. Would you put your hand on the shoulder of the person next to you? Don't be weird about it. Just lightly put your hand on the person next to you. If you don't know them, maybe you need to introduce yourself. If you're here on a first date, this is a good time for you. Thank me later. Just pray for your brother and your sister on the right and the left. Just begin to pray for them right now that God would bless them. When you start praying for others, it unlocks blessing in your own life. At all of our locations, just begin to pray right now. At all of our locations, just hand on the shoulder, begin to pray for your brother and sister. If you don't know them, that's okay. Just ask God to bless them in 2024. Ask God for his favor to be upon them in 2024. Whatever their need is, that they would, that their needs would be met in Jesus. At all of our locations right now, come on, pray, pray out loud. Don't be shy, South Side. Don't be shy, West, West Side. Just begin to declare blessing and favor over their life. Blessing and favor over every family right now in Jesus' name. I, I declare right now that this year will be a new year. 2024 will not be like 2023 because we're going into it praying first. We're going to pray about every battle. We're going to pray about every, every sickness. We're going to pray about every dysfunction. We are praying in the spirit right now. Just begin to pray right now. Just begin to bless them. Begin to bless them. Pray, pray out loud enough for them to hear you. So that there's nothing more encouraging than when someone prays over you. Just say, I'm praying for you today. I'm praying blessing, the blessing of God. If you're next to your spouse, declare blessing over them right now. Declare favor, the favor of God over their life right now. Right now. Right now at all of our locations. Come on. Don't stop. Don't stop. Let's, let's increase the, the intensity of our prayer life right now. Father, I pray blessing and favor. I pray that we would become a church that prays for miracles, signs, and wonders. I pray anyone that's sick in their body today, that you would heal them of all their diseases, that you would forgive their sins in Jesus' name. Anyone bound by addiction today, we just declare freedom in Jesus' name. Chains are falling off in Jesus' name. Anyone that needs a miracle today, God, we pray for miracles, signs, and wonders to begin to occur in this, in this room right now. We believe that you are the same God that raised Christ from the dead, and you can raise anything in us from the dead. I pray healing and favor and blessing in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. No attack of the enemy over our children shall prosper. In Jesus' name, I pray for safe minds. In Jesus' name, I pray for clear ears to hear the voice of God at all of our locations. I, I pray for, for a new vocabulary, a new language to come forth, that we would learn to be comfortable in communicating with you. In Jesus' name, I, I pray wherever, wherever we step our foot, 
that we would be stepping into new ground and into new territory, that you would give us places that we've been praying about, that you would give us places that we've been dreaming about, that you would help us see the desires of our heart and the fulfillment of your perfect pleasing and goodwill over our, come on, don't stop praying right now. Just pray that God would, God would bless the person next to you right now in 2024. God will bless them in Jesus' name. God will bless them. God will bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We trust you, God. We trust you, God. Second Chronicles 7:14. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will heal here from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. With every head bowed and every eye closed, maybe you say, my sins have never been forgiven. I've never given my life to Christ. With no one moving, no one leaving at all of our locations, just in a moment of reverence, just for a minute, you say, I need Jesus. I'm, I'm in a dark time, I'm in a hungry time, and I'm in a distant time, and I need God. I've never received him as my personal Lord and Savior. And, and maybe that's you today at all of our locations. I just want you to, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I wanna be able to pray with you the very first prayer you'll ever pray as a new believer. It's a joy of my life to do this every single weekend and dozens of people every weekend commit their life to Christ. And maybe that's you today. You've never committed your life to Christ. The Bible says all you have to do is confess your sins and he'll be faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. So if that's you today, you're in a dark time, you're distant from God, you're in a hungry time. You say, that's me, Pastor Mike, I need to know Jesus. I'm gonna ask you in just a moment, I'm gonna to count to three at all of our locations and I'm gonna ask for you to shoot your hand up in the air in just a moment. When I say three, you're acknowledging your need for Jesus. You're acknowledging your need for a savior. If that's you today at all of our locations, get ready. One, see that's me, Pastor Mike, I need Jesus. I'm far from God, I'm distant, I'm in a dark place. I've never been saved. If that's you today, two, Get ready, if that's you, if you're feeling in your heart, your heart's being tugged on by the power of the Holy Spirit, that's you today. You say, I need Jesus, I need, I commit my life to him. I need to surrender, I need to repent. That's me, I need Jesus today. If that's you, one, two, three, shoot your hand up high. Shoot it up high, shoot it up high, shoot it up high. Someone's coming right now. At all of our locations, keep your hand up. Someone's bringing just a little card to your hand. Praise God, dozens of people, their hands are being raised right now. Eternity is being shifted in your life right now. Not only is eternity being changed, but your heart is being changed right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else, just raise your hand at all of our locations. Just shoot your hand up high and just wait till somebody brings you a little white card. I'm not gonna call you down front and I'm not gonna embarrass you, but if that is you, I'm gonna give you one more chance right now. Now is your day, today is your day. You gotta raise it high enough so that we can see it, so that we can bring you the little card. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you just received one of those white cards, I wanna encourage you, immediately following today's service, do not delay. Our prayer team is ready at our prayer banner. We would love to put a new Bible in your hand. We would love to say welcome to the family of God. Hey, we might even get you signed up to be water baptized. If you've never been water baptized before, it's a great first step 
to take. For the sake of the many that just prayed that prayer, we're all gonna pray this prayer out loud together, even the believers, because I believe that hell has been plundered and heaven has been populated today. Repeat after me at all of our locations. Say, Father God, I give my life to you. I repent of my sins and I turn from my ways. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on a cross for me. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's clap our hands for all those who just made that decision. Yeah, so many hands. You may be seated for just a moment. Thanks again for joining us. And thank you to those who give generously to make this ministry possible. You can click the link in our description to give now or visit www.givetofocus.com. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends. And hey, while you're at it, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. Tag us at My Focus Church. We'd love to hear how God is speaking to you.